Yo, what is up, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of The Buckets. It is me, Drip. And before we jump into any of the news, I just want to say we have a new schedule. We're going to up- upload an episode a week on Friday. That episode will release 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I personally think this is the best course of action going forward. And if there's anything that needs to be talked about, it will be talked about in the week in its own episode. But anyways, without further ado, let's just get right into it. Starting off at number one, Lloyd Pierce was fired March 1st, which for me was yesterday. This is being recorded on March 2nd. But anyways, I'm going to be honest. I think we all sort of saw this coming. Because Trey Young and Lloyd Pierce haven't really gotten along all that well. And I'm just going to say it. I think that Atlanta as a team is sort of focusing a lot around Trey Young. In the beginning of the season, they showed a lot of promise. But now they just have Trey Young doing his thing. And if he has a bad game, the team has a bad game. But there's some talent on that team that can flourish without Trey Young. And I feel like this firing had a lot to do with Trey Young. Like once he didn't make the All-Star game, they were like, okay, we're just going to get rid of this guy. He will be replaced with the assistant head coach for the time being until they find a new one. So I don't know how this move is going to affect Atlanta. This team could become a huge Trey Young team. And I'm not really sure how I feel about that. But if they find a coach that can discipline Trey Young or a coach that can get just right on board with Trey Young and just flourish him, sort of like how Mike D'Antoni did to James Harden, then I see it working out. But once again, they have amazing talent there. John Collins, he's great. I feel like if John Collins had his own team, he'd be an all-star. Kevin Herter Jr. Cam Reddish hasn't taken that. He hasn't taken that jump yet, but I suspect we'll see it in the near future. So they're a really promising team, but they need to figure out some things deep within their organization. Also, Victor Aladipo turned down a two-year uh, $45 million contract with Houston. And I, I saw this coming. I'm sure we all did. But I really didn't want it to come to that because I feel like Victor Aladipo is so good in Houston. And then DeMarcus Cousins is, is out of there. DeMarcus Cousins is out of there. I don't think he likes the fact, I'm pretty sure he said it actually, that he doesn't like the fact that they're just building around Christian Rudd and sort of ignoring him, which is fine. That's something that we can all respect and acknowledge. But also, you know, it, it's to be expected with a young player like Christian Rudd. So I don't think he's so mad about the decision. I just think that he's recognized it. And he's like, okay, um, this obviously isn't the right place for me. Up next, we have Miami beating Utah. Wow, how many games did Utah win? I'm pretty sure at the time they'd won 22 out of 24. Then that turned to 22 out of 25. Um, And I I don't know. Miami was playing at like some peak level basketball. Like everyone was making their shots. Andre Godala was hitting from three. Goran Dragic had all these floaters. He was getting up above Rigo Bear. Um, Bam Adebayo was okay. But, you know, he was definitely a huge factor to them winning. And then Jimmy Butler, you already know what he's going to give you if he's really giving it his all. So, yeah. And then also on the Utah side, they were just missing shots. Nothing was really falling. 
So this just looked like a really good game for Miami and a pretty bad game for Utah, even though it was cut close to in the very end. So I wouldn't be too hung up on Miami going back to the finals because I don't think that's going to happen. And then Utah, I don't know if Utah is going to go to the finals. I don't think they can beat a full-powered Lakers team. And even if they did, I don't think they can beat a full-powered Nets team. I don't think they can beat a full-powered Clippers team. But then again, you know, playoff Pete. So we'll see. But Paul George looks like he's going to be great this year. But then again, playoff Pete. <laughs> Anyways, up next, I want to talk about my Brooklyn Nets because I think James Harden is a real MVP contender that's not being spoken about nearly enough. James Harden has carried this team without Kevin Durant being there. Of course, it's been a bit of Kyrie, but, you know, Kyrie's been on and off. He's been playing one game out the next game, playing one game out the next game. And, I mean, James Harden, he's amazing at kicking the ball out. He can shoot. He can drive. He's even locking down some people on defense. And then you just can't forget about Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown is such a huge piece of the Nets right now. He's getting rebounds. He's getting putbacks. He's playing some great basketball. You know what Joe Harris is going to give you. DeAndre Jordan is, you know, he's still in his bag. Of course, last night it was the um, Spurs-Nets game. So Nets ended up winning by like, I think it was 11 actually, 124 to 113. Um. But I did watch that game, and I have to say, DeMar DeRozan is so underrated. So underrated. And even after all these reserves and starters are subbed out and put back in, he's still not an all-star. Like, I think I'd have him over Devin Booker, to be completely honest with you. I think I'd have him over Devin Booker. And there were rumors, and I'm pretty sure this is true, of Jimmy Butler going in or – um. Bam Adebayo, Jason Tatum. And I think I'd put him in over all of those guys just because of what he's been able to do. And I don't think his level of play has sunk from where it was in Toronto because we all saw him there. It's just now he's playing in San Antonio and San Antonio doesn't have a large viewership. Like we can't forget that their finals were some of the lowest rated finals of all time. Um, you know, publicity viewing. Because, you know, some... Fans are just going to watch because it's basketball. Other fans just around the world just want to see people like LeBron James, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, Kevin Durant. So whenever whenever the uh, San Antonio Spurs made it, there wasn't that large of a viewership. So he's not playing in a really big market right now, but he's still doing amazing things. The coaches are recognizing that. The players are recognizing that. It's just up to us fans to recognize it. And we all sort of see it but we're not all giving it the attention that I think it deserves. Speaking of people that people don't think deserve enough attention, Damian Lillard was snubbed out of the All-Star game, much to Stephen A. Smith dismays. Well, not snubbed, snubbed out of the All-Star game starters. Um, do I think he should have been taken out for Luka at the time? No, like I really didn't think so. But now... Ah, I got to be honest, with the way that Luke is playing, I'm okay with it. I watched that Celtics-Mavericks game. <laughs> I screamed at the top of my lungs when he hit that buzzer-beater shot to win the game. Gosh, I was basically crying. That was amazing. <laughs> He's averaging, 
well, in the past games that I've seen him play, he's been putting up 30. He played Brooklyn. He played Boston. He played, um, who was it the other night? I think it was Orlando. And he's just been throwing up 30 pieces, 40 pieces, 29 pieces. He's great. And for my last thing, I want to talk about Boston. Boston is a team that we all expected to be well over 500. 500 meaning they have a larger than like a 50% chance to win a game. Instead, they're right at that dot. They're right at 500. They're 17 and 17. And everyone's going, wow, I thought these guys were finals contenders. What happened? And some of us want to blame Brad Stevens. Some of us want to blame Danny Ainge. Some of us want to blame the superstars over there, or, you know, the all-stars. I still sort of blame Kemba Walker, but, you know, you can't blame one player. If you're going to blame one player, you have to blame the whole team. But I feel like a lot of it falls into Kemba Walker. He isn't what they thought they were going to get so far. I think Kemba can turn it around, sure. But, you know, we'll see. Need some tweaking. And honestly, Danny Ainge also has to take a little bit of the blame there. He's not, he's put this team together in a great way, but he's saying that Kyrie Irving sort of messed it all up, which I don't know, that doesn't make any sense. Kyrie was there, what, like two, three years ago. It's not something that you can just throw out there whenever something's going wrong. Kyrie Irving left, he's done, he's doing great in Brooklyn, and you guys should be doing great without him and yeah you know what actually one more thing before i go i had to talk about you know the team of my state the new york knicks they are i think uh 514 fourth seed in the east and i'm so happy for them because you know i mean i'm a brooklyn nets fan but if you come from new york or if you come from brooklyn you also have to recognize the Knicks. And yeah, you got to be happy from them, actually, wherever you are. They have Julius Randle, who's now an all-star. Emmanuel Quickly is doing crazy stuff, floating with the ball. Obi Toppin's looking pretty great. Alfred Prayton, none of us really expected too much from him. But Derek Rose and Emmanuel Quickly have outshined him. I'd be surprised if he comes back to the starting lineup after he's injured, since D. Rose is starting right now. Um, Nerlens Noel is a great rim protector. Mitchell Robinson is just crazy. And RJ Barris looking really nice this season. It's looking like a great free agent signing destination. And if they can get that last piece, then they could go to the finals. And the crazy thing is they're a young team. So they can wait on that last piece for the next four years. And I think they'd still be pretty good. I mean, getting better. I think in the next, in four years from now, I wouldn't be surprised if the Knicks had a finals appearance or a ring. But also, I can totally see them trading away some star players that should definitely stay over there. Four years from now, I'm pretty sure Emmanuel Quickly's rookie contract will be over if they keep keeping him, which I think they will. But anyways... Thank you all for tuning in and expect an episode Friday, Eastern, 6 p.m. And I will see you all in the next one. I'm Drip, signing off. Peace.